Hello everyone, welcome to the Laura Horn Art Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's finally happened. We are in our new home and this is the episode where we get to chat all about it and answer your questions. So it's fair to say that I'm super excited about this one. (laughs) (laughs) I've been itching to have an episode where we could just chat about the house and here it is. And I want to say a big thank you to everyone that sent me messages and DMs and said, let Richie let you talk about the house. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I'm of the mind who would want to know how we live or, do you know what I mean? But it's, yeah, it's, people are really interested. I love it. It's brought some kind of other level to the podcast this year where people have been reaching out to us and getting to know us better. And it feels really cozy. And so does the new house. (laughs) (laughs) I will give it that. It's very cozy. So we'll be answering questions like, where have we moved to? Why did we decide to move? How is it going to change my art? What's the new studio at home like? And even how are we coping with the creepy crawlies? Ooh. <laughs> I've been surprised by how many people have asked questions over on my Instagram about things like insects, spiders, snakes. Well, I showed you a video, I think it was our second day in the house, of a black widow. We have black widows here in South Australia. We call them redbacks. And it was in a life and death battle with an inch ant <laughs> or what we call a bull ant. <laughs> So two very painful stingers. Uh, One of them can be quite dangerous. But yeah, there are some creepy crawlies around the place. Yeah, there's definitely more in our new house than we had in our old house, which was by the coast. Yeah, we always had black widows and and, uh, white tip spiders. Well, you get used to it. And the odd huntsman. (laughs) Remember that time the huntsman landed on my head? That was, we hadn't been in, well, you hadn't been in Australia for very no. long, man. And I thought, I thought like a leaf or a piece of <laughs> bark had landed on my head. So I reached up and I grabbed it. And when I pulled it down, I, my hand was just covered in four and eight legs. Oh my God, I'm still not over it. <laughs> it was 10 years ago. Well, yesterday I was walking into the under storage part of the house mm-hmm. to get something out there for Christmas because we have our Christmas decorations there. And I have to admit, I walked in and I was like, Ooh, is anything yeah. going to drop on top of me? Yeah, I, I, I don't feel like that anymore. I used to feel like that a lot, like walking into people's sheds or, yeah, going anywhere under someone's house and I would get this kind of crawling sensation <laughs> in my skin. But, I, yeah, I don't have it anymore. All right, but before we get started, I want to share our review of the week. And this one comes from Susan McCreevy, artist via Apple Podcasts in Great Britain. So hello, Susan. Thank you so much for this review. The review is called Loved the Guide to Selling Art Online Podcast. Hi, Laura and Richie. I love this week's podcast as I'm in the middle of trying to start selling prints of my work. I totally resonated with the part about spending hours making a website, but then the disappointment you feel when your work doesn't sell. Your advice is always so spot on and really encourages me to keep going with my passion. The banter between you two is so fun and it feels like I have some company as I work in my studio in the north of Scotland. Thank you for being with me on this exciting journey. I love that. Thank you so much, Susan. And I'm so happy that our episodes provide encouragement, but also keep it real as well, because Mm. it's important to kind of 
understand where you are at in the journey and look at the long term because you've got to be in it for the long term. Yeah, and the north of Scotland is on our hit list for when, travel. When we can get out of Australia. <laughs> when, when we can travel. But yeah, we watch a show called Shetland and you got to get to the north of Scotland, I think, to, to get, get there. out there. It's all beautiful, beautiful country. Yeah, I'd love to. Love to visit there. <sighs> yes. So we might be knocking on your door sometime, Susan. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> so for anyone new around here, I think we should set the scene a bit because we always assume that everyone knows what's going on. And we have been talking about this a lot on the podcast, but if you are new, we have recently moved house and it's a big change for us. We were in our last home for 11 years and this house we just fell in love with. It was sort of planned, sort of not. You fell in love with it. <laughs> you and Sophia. Yeah. So we had been starting to think about getting a new house and we were growing out of our old home, or maybe I thought we were growing out of our old home. I'm looking at you going, do you really want to go here on this podcast? <laughs> so we'll couch this by saying that normally on the podcast we chat about art topics. Today's will be a bit different. It's quite personal, a chatty one. We hope that you enjoy it and we will be going there, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> People will see the real you. The real me. Yes, I went out looking at houses with a with the idea that we might move sometime in the future when I could convince Richie to come on board with this idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I went to visit this house, which was near to where I grew up, which is also where my family is. So I have a sister and brother who also live in Adelaide and I fell in love with it. It was a feeling. The minute I walked through the door, I felt like I was at home. It reminded me of the home I grew up in and the sense of space and nature was just, I don't know, it was just made me feel something I hadn't felt in a while. Yeah. My auntie Mary, she, she used to have this saying, um, if it's meant for you, it won't pass your boy. She would always say that. And we went to your sister Linda's house because she had just moved into her house and we went kind of like a house warmer. So it was family dinner. But the opening day for our new house was the same day. Smack bang in the middle of our family dinner. She was yeah. just about to serve, serve up, up a roast. Mm. And we're like, we need to duck out right now because we want to go and have a look at a house around the corner. Yeah, and I wasn't even going to go. And you said, come, ju just come humor me. Just come and have a look. So I'm like, yeah, okay. She might like the kitchen or there might be something in it that she likes. And off we went to this house and there was hundreds of people there. Well, that's an exaggeration. He, he, <laughs> he, said, he said there was... I think there was 30. about 80 or so people went through the house. <laughs> so, okay, I'm being pedantic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't hundreds. There was 99. <laughs> Okay, so there were 99 people that went through this house. <laughs> but I remember you walking through and the second we walked in the front door, I knew I was in trouble. Now, I don't mean trouble as in we got to go to the bank, we got to organize money, the move, sell our own house. I don't mean that kind of trouble. I knew I was in trouble because five minutes later you came out to me. And you went, 
I want this house. Get me this house. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's like to live with me. Yep. (laughs) My mind was made up. (laughs) It was. It was. And I was kind of like, okay, well, I better start liking this house straight away. I didn't even have any time to kind of ease into it, you know? And just as I was trying to get my head around you, Sophia comes running in. Dad, come quick. I found my bedroom. Have a look. She's dragging me up the stairs into her bedroom. And I'm, I think I just about had tears in my eyes. Like the yeah, feeling was so yeah, big. Yeah. And it felt so right to me mm-hmm. that I just figured out that we needed to figure out the details and they were just details yeah. because this was the house. Yeah. And the reason I was saying that, and especially what my Auntie Mary used to say, if it's meant for you, it won't pass you, boy. The other day, I was sitting at the table and I was exactly where I was supposed to be. Well, we had family over the other day. And when I first saw the house, I had this vision because it has this really lovely open living area, high ceilings, wraparound deck, big bifolds that you can open up and see out with a view to Brown Hill Creek, which is a national park. So it's absolutely gorgeous. There's a fireplace in the corner. The ceilings are vaulted. There's a lot of wood. It's very cozy wooden floors. And when I saw that space, it to me was the definition of the heart of the home. And I had this vision of people gathering there chatting, relaxing, laughing, eating, you know, what you want for a family home. And then on the weekend, we had family over to come and visit and see the place. And I took a moment to look around and it was just the way I had envisaged it. And that, you know, that felt so good because it was just right. And I remember explaining that because I went off to meet a friend that evening and I was chatting to him and I was just saying, like the look on her face. And I know you shouldn't put your own happiness in other people's happiness, but it's different when it's your wife, you know, or your, your family. But yeah, it makes me very happy that you're happy. And the kids as well, like seeing mm. them get to know the house and explore and they love it so much. Even Asher, who had some doubts He's enjoying it. (laughs) And it's funny because he says he reckons the cat loves it there. Yeah. So in our old house, we had a lot of neighbourhood cats and so our cat was quite stressed out because it was always defending its territory. And we've moved into this new house and we have him mostly inside and he's relaxed a lot and so he's been very, very friendly and he's been sleeping on Asher's bed and he's – finally made friends with the cat. <laughs> <laughs> the best buddies. Yeah, so they're buddies now because Asher was never a fan of the cat. He was always a fan of of Cooper, our dog, but not so much the cat. The cat used to attack him. <laughs> <laughs> the little had a bit more of a vicious side, but the cat has uh, taken a chill pill in the new house. <laughs> yeah, he has. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long that will last. Maybe he's just not quite fully comfortable yet and the attack is coming. (laughs) Uh, So a few people have asked about where we are located. So as much as I want to say, I guess, is that we are in Belair and Belair is a suburb in Adelaide in South Australia. It's about 20 minutes from the city, Uh, but it has a very 
uh, kind of a bit of a country feel, doesn't it? Which we're very lucky because we're still very conveniently located for anything you would want, shops and services and things like that. But we're just on the uh, edge of rural in a way. Yeah, we're sandwiched between two national parks. So at the front of us, we have Bel Air National Park, which is a huge park in South Australia. And at the back of us, where we view the city, is Brown Hill Creek. But also one of our neighbours has eight acres. So we have all these big gum trees and fruit trees and lots of land that goes into a valley, which is Brown Hill Creek. And then just beyond the valley is the city suburbs. So we can see the city lights from our back deck. So if we want to drive to the city... We have like a 10-minute drive out of the hills and then we're into the city suburbs. So it's, um, yeah. It's pretty it's, magic, isn't it's it? It's magical, it's a, yeah. It's a, a super location. Yeah. I think my parents had the right idea when they moved to this area. So they came from Sydney and before that from South Africa. And my dad always used to say, this is the place to be. It's, you know, 20 minutes to the city, 20 minutes to the beach. You feel like you're surrounded by nature. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> As, and, what, <laughs> and what did Davo say on Sunday? What did he say? He goes, flatlanders. They yeah. don't know anything. <laughs> flatlanders. But I've, I've returned to my roots and I see where, see where my parents were coming from and very grateful to be back in the area. And you've been enjoying going for walks in the Belair National Park, which is just just up the road from where we live. Yeah, I go every morning. We walk down to Playford Lake, it's called, but it's just like a, a really big duck pond. And it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like I take videos and I, I put them on my Instagram, but I should really just send them to you so you can upload them. I will share a bit more. I have already been you could say oversharing about mm -hmm. the house over on Instagram. I have a couple of reels up. So if anyone wants a visual, head on over to my Instagram, which is at Laura Horn Art and check out the reels and you'll get to see what I'm talking about. And we'll keep adding some more, especially when we start getting the art side of things set up. We'll show you my little art making space in the house and we'll get back into also sharing some art videos via the reels as well. We're just dipping our toe in the water there. I'm from a three-bedroom terraced house in Dublin, and it's tiny. And I was FaceTiming my mum and my sister, who were still in that house. They still live there. And I was FaceTiming them around the house, and they were blown away. But the one thing Regina, my sister, said, she goes, oh, my God, Laura's creativity must be through the roof. Well, I can't wait to get back into making art. I haven't made any art for about two weeks, I would say. And that's because we have been very busy with the move and getting ourselves settled. And I wanted to give myself a bit of grace with it all and not feel pressured to get straight into it. But I have been looking at what's around and particularly the birds. There are so many birds and normally... My art is mostly focused on leaves and flowers and things, but I'm thinking about bringing in some birds and more imagery. My sketchbook will be busy 
because I want to get into more drawing and I see that art space at home being a little bit more of a personal practice. Like we still have our studio here, which will be where the main kind of art biz stuff happens and the serious art making, I guess. But what I want at home is to almost get back to that kind of kitchen table kind of art, back to where it started, making art just because you love doing it and it being, you know, journals and left open on the table so you can come in and out and just add little bits here and there, bringing it out onto the deck, doing some sketches, coming up with ideas. And some of it is just about soaking it in, not even doing the art, just observing and taking some time out to truly relax and be quiet. We've both found the house is good for that, like good for meditation almost yeah i've been meditating um yeah just getting ourselves for a bit because you said to me today which was quite true yeah you were saying that i'm absorbing a lot of other people so i'm watching youtube i'm going because i coach sports you know talk to friends wherever i volunteer like i'm just absorbing other people and but you love and you love listening to podcasts, audio books. Yeah. So when you're in the car, you always have something on when you go for a walk. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff coming at you all the time, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I wondered whether or not you might enjoy just having some time without any kind of noise or, or maybe it's a challenge. I don't know. Yeah. Well, tomorrow will be a full week of walking every day for about an hour without any earphones on or any music or anything at all. Because you find like you're listening while you're walking in this beautiful nature and you're not stopping to look at its beauty. You're not allowing it to have its effect on you. But now, now I go and I just, yeah, I just love it. Are you thinking about photography down the track? I'm, I'm, I asked this of you recently and you said the same thing as what I just mentioned that you wanted to give yourself time to settle in you weren't putting pressure on yourself mm -hmm. because I said oh we've got all these beautiful views you haven't taken any photos yet and you said that to me just taking my time yeah this morning I was walking Cooper and there was some beautiful uh, compositions so I I'm starting to think that now but I'm trying not to. I, I, what I would like to do is I would like to get home, pack my camera bag, get my tripod and say, right, I'm going out to do photography. But when I'm going out to meditate or just to be alone, like walk the dog or just go for a walk, then I don't want to think of anything. I find it's good to have that time where you don't have any other purpose. Because the purpose just comes so easily. We need to make something productive or useful. And we quickly want to turn relaxing into something else, you know, inspiration for art or photography or whatever. It needs to have a reason. Whereas what you're saying is the reason can be just to be there. Now, my form of meditation is I talk to myself. So I like going early in the morning because I'm convinced my lips move when I think. <laughs> So I don't want people, who's that nutcase out there talking to himself? <laughs> so, um, yeah, but yeah, look, this is a new practice. This is a, 
this is a new practice for me. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. So let's talk a bit about how the move actually went. So the nitty gritties of the day. Mm. We're going in there now. (laughs) So we had done an enormous amount of preparation before we moved. It's been quite a consuming process for us uh, that started in August, I think we saw the house. And then from that point, we have been decluttering, sorting through stuff, also buying furniture for the new house because the new house is not only bigger, but it's a very different style to the house that we had. So we've been on, we mentioned this in another episode, we've been on Marketplace picking up things like Persian rugs, antiques, ready so that we could make the house feel homey fairly soon. Uh, There's still lots to do, but we got some key pieces And what else have we been doing as far as preparation? I guess on the business side of things, we needed to plan ahead. We knew that we had a big sale almost as soon as we moved in. Mm -hmm. And that always takes a lot of uh, planning so that you can promote it, but also answer questions and troubleshoot for people that are having challenges with logging in and all that kind of stuff. So we had to forward plan that and get as much as we could ready in advance same with the podcast we pre-recorded an episode so that on moving day we had something ready to go and that was last week's episode which if you haven't listened to do yourself a favor (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's a conversation with Janet Skates and it's it's such a encouraging, helpful, full of practical tips, but mostly it just makes you feel good. So make sure you check that one out. That's episode number 113. Yes, I got that right. I'll link it in the show notes. What did you say? A virtual hug? Yes, that's the way that I felt. I just felt very comforted by the conversation because Janet talks a lot about dealing with self-doubt and coming to your to a painting even though you've been painting for years and feeling like you're rubbish and you've done your best work you know all your good work is behind you and she just she talked about some of the things that go on in her head the chatter and as she did that I went oh that happens to me too and there's always comfort in hearing that other people grapple with these things but not only that she talked about how she handles it particularly how she deals with creative slumps and does things to make herself feel better when she's going through a challenging time. So that was a nice little (laughs) sidestep, but back on to our moving day. So we did a lot of preparation and I think that's a great idea for anyone else that's got a big move happening or change happening in their lives. It's that idea of thinking of what will your future self be thankful for when you get to that day. On the day, we did have a bit of drama because everything has been going fairly well in our state as far as COVID-19. But on our moving day, we had a bit of a shock. Do you want to talk about it? (laughs) I got a message from one of the coaches at the gym and he said, six day lockdown. And that was it. That was his message to me. I didn't even believe you. You passed it on to me and I'm like, yeah, no. We're, like we've been very fortunate here in mm-hmm. South Australia and, and we've been able to get a get about. Schools have been open, cafes, bars, even sporting clubs and 
Stadiums. Stadiums. Yeah. So this came out of nowhere. Completely out of nowhere. We still get clusters. And every time we get a cluster, the state goes into not so much a panic mode, but what they do is they isolate hundreds of people who may have been affected by the cluster. And we've had a couple. And when that happens, what they do is they say, okay, and they come out with their crazy rules. You can go to the pub, but you can't stand and have a drink. You have to be sitting down or you have to be having a meal. So that kind of stuff. So there's, there's kind of like these rules that they roll out if a cluster hits. But in this particular case, somebody said they caught COVID from a pizza <laughs> and the government. The it's st- almost funny thinking yeah. about it now, isn't it? And the state government believed the person when they said it. Basically, he was lying because he was working there illegally. So he just said, oh, no, I, I just got the pizza. And for whatever reason, our state government thought that it was a new strain of COVID that could now jump from person to pizza, pizza to person. Yeah, so a highly, highly contagious yes, strain. And, yes, and then we went into full lockdown, the real deal that you see in Europe. You yeah, know, we hadn't had anything like this where you basically yeah. can only leave your house once a day yes. for an hour for essential things, but schools closed, all the uh, non-essential retail closed, very strict lockdown, which we hadn't had, came out of the blue six days and this was announced just as we were starting to move into <laughs> our house. <laughs> It was, I had it on my phone. I had the press conference on my phone and the two guys came in and they were like, is that some COVID news? I was like, uh, yeah, but uh, we're fine. We can still work. Because <laughs> you were worried that we were going to be stuck without, yeah, with all of our stuff still in the truck because they hadn't unloaded it mm-hmm. yet. Well, they had started. Well, they'd, yeah, they were, hard, I guess they were partway through. Um, unloading, but it actually didn't come into effect until midnight. midnight that night. So they were able to continue on and get all of the furniture out of the truck. But then we had the couple that were moving into our house were moving in the next day. Which was in lockdown. Yes. And so they contacted us and they were wanting to see if they could get in early so that they could meet that midnight deadline. And so we had to bring forward cleaning the house so it was a such a big scramble because you had to go down and get the house ready earlier than what we anticipated and then we realized that we had no food <laughs> and I and I went to the supermarket and there was bedlam there were queues like all over the you know around the block and so I said look I'm going to go to the garage and just see what I can get there and one of our new neighbours was so lovely to pop in and check on us and make sure we were okay and asked if we if we could, so asked if they could go and get us any groceries or anything like that, So, um, which was really lovely. So that was our bit of drama. So the actual moving day was kind of quite stressful, but we managed to get everything in and the couple managed to move into our house and everything worked out in the end. And the money went through, all the transactions were done. Big sigh of relief. And then what happened with our government is that they realised, I think a few days into the lockdown, they realised this whole situation with the pizza box. 
that the person had actually been an employee and it was a close contact. It wasn't this super contagious strain that they Mm. didn't understand. And so our lockdown was actually lifted and we are still... We still have a few more restrictions than we did have, but changes today. Yeah, we are pretty much going back to how things were, where our government is managing the clusters as they, you know, as they have been in the past, and we can continue to go about pretty much business as usual. So, so that's a relief for everyone. Now, the great thing about that mini lockdown was that everything closed, so there was all my commitments all cancelled. So we had six days to take our time and unpack all the boxes because you're only allowed out of your house for one hour to get some shopping. And here we are in our dream home, locked down. And I remember Sophia saying something the week before. She was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting locked down in that house. (laughs) (laughs) And here we were, locked down. And yeah, we did, did the kitchen one day the beds the next day and we just did it over the course of and then obviously the lockdown was lifted after three days but um yeah we just had all this time it was a bit of a blessing in a way because we were all at home and we were able to pace ourselves and get most of the house unpacked we still have some boxes in certain areas that we need to sort through but that's to be expected and Part of that is my studio stuff. So I do want to try and get onto that this weekend and see if I can set up a space at home. The space is going to be sort of up in the, I don't know, sort of like a lofty area, isn't it, up the top. And it's a fairly small space. And so that's where I need to be a bit creative about how to set things up. But what I want is to have one area where I can have a journal, sort of painting on small paper books, uh, canvases, and to have a basic setup of supplies, and then have another table where I have a where somewhere where I can plug my laptop in and do a bit of work from home. So I want to have two areas: a techie area and then an art making area. And one of the challenges of having an offsite studio like we have, and then a home studio, is How do you manage your supplies? Because you end up wanting to have something and then it's in the other studio. So I'm trying to think about how to make that work. You are such a lawyer. You know exactly what you're going to do. What am I going to do? You're just going to buy a whole new set of supplies. I was just trying to work my way into that. But I think it's a good idea. Because I I hear this all the time and I'm like, well, how can I prevent this? Well, maybe I just need to have a set of acrylics, like golden acrylics and some watercolours that are in one place and then another set in the other place. I'm looking at you saying, is she trying to convince the audience or is she trying to convince herself? (laughs) To spend some money. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But anyway. And we're going to vlog that. Yeah, so. I'm trying trying to work it out because I want to do it in a way that is budget friendly. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at what do I really need? Like rather than having all the things. And I and I do like working in that way. I prefer having limited supplies. I feel like my creativity responds well to limitations. 
So this is an opportunity for me to think about what are my favorite things and how can I set up a space that isn't super cluttered because there's not a huge amount of room, uh, but I can jump into it easily and I'm not going to be going, oh, I wish I had that. I, I think it will be a place where I mostly work in journals and I've been absolutely loving working in my journals recently, sketchbooks. And I also want a spot to just, you know, have a cup of tea and put a bit of music on, read books. I want to have a bookshelf with all my favourite books so that it's also a space for just letting the inspiration flow. So I'm going to be thinking about that and just putting together some ideas, measuring up the space over the weekend. It might take a little while for us to get it set up, but I hope to have it set up by the end of the year. So one of the questions that I wanted to ask is, is the house what you expected? Because I think when you move into a house, there's always good things, like you're wowed by things, but there's also sometimes some quirks or something you didn't quite consider. It's inevitable when you move into a new house. Well, I think for the first few days, you kept asking me, are you happy? Are you happy? <laughs> and I think one of the motives behind you asking me that question is that like, you're unbelievably happy. And I think you're, you just want me to confirm that I'm happy too. <laughs> and as I was saying earlier on, you shouldn't put your own happiness in the hands of someone else, but it's different when it's us. You know, I trust you. And when you're happy, I am happy. But all that aside, I love the house. Like I love it. <laughs> I love the driveway. I love my walks. I love the high ceilings. I even love the creaky floorboards. You know, like there's, there's nothing I don't like. The only thing, if I was to have a gripe, would be I've nowhere to park my motorbike. That's that's about <laughs> it. You know, <laughs> like that's about it. You know, so I'm I'm thinking of just getting some sleepers and bedding them down, and because we have a gravel driveway. And gravel and motorbikes don't mix. So I need something more solid and permanent in the carport where I can put my bike, wash it, clean it, cover it. And uh, and that's it. But everything else, like everything else is amazing. Well, that's something that can be figured out. There is a bit of space that you could yeah, there's a lot put, of space. Something, put something up for your motorbike. But um, yeah, like... I mean, I, I am struggling to think of things that I don't like about the house. The kitchen. Well, I, I don't mind the kitchen, but my sister... You just want a bigger one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my sister reckons the kitchen could do with a, a little bit of a, a makeover. Well, as your brother David said, because <laughs> I, I said, why do you need a really expensive kitchen when you have this amazing view of the city? And he says, that's exactly why you need an awesome kitchen. Because you sit here looking out over that million dollar view. Well, people. With your Ikea and kitchen. I mean, I mean, kitchen is like, that's a very important part of a home. So yeah, as far as things that we might work on or change, I suppose the, I mean, the house doesn't have an awesome setup for a studio at home. It's quite... It's quite open, 
up there, so there's going to be a bit of noise coming through. It's not, it's not really what I imagined for a studio, but the inspiration is so worth it. It's funny because I totally disagree with you on that, as in absolutely, even when you were talking about it earlier on, yeah, you're saying, oh yeah, it's a small space. I'm like, no, it's not a small space. It's not a small space at all. It's a very workable. Usable space. Yeah, 100%. Okay. It has natural light. Yeah. has a mezzanine handrail. It's in an L shape. So you could have your artwork area in one place. You could have your computer work area in another place. Total separation. And you only use it when no one's there. Well, that's true. And when I started making art, I created some of my best pieces at the dining room table. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> With kids playing Lego under my feet. So yeah. it just goes to show how spoiled you are. Yeah. You know, with like your studio here and the, the old studio at home in, in our old house. You walk into this amazing area for painting. And you're like, yeah, uh, it'll do. You know? I blame Instagram and all the fancy studios that yeah. you see. <laughs> there are some amazing <laughs> Yes. But anyway, it's um, it's definitely a space that we can we can do something really cool with, and I'm excited to get started on it. And um, you mentioned before the creaky floors. My goodness, <laughs> do we have creaky floors? <laughs> They're only down our end of the house. Yeah, they so. just need a little bit of work. Yeah, and yeah. because the house is on stilts, we have access underneath, so I'm quite sure we can at least alleviate some of them. So we will be putting together a vlog episode. Can't wait. For anyone new, we do sometimes create little free videos um, that are just about whatever's going on in our lives. And this seems like a, the perfect opportunity to kickstart that vlog again. Mm -hmm. So we have been collecting footage, tracking the move, and we'll put that together soon and share it via the resources page over on my website. So I wanted to mention that page. It is laurahornart.com forward slash resources. And over there you'll find all the free stuff. Who doesn't love free stuff? <laughs> so there's a free class. Uh, there's free guides. There's one on finding your style. Another one which has all my tips for improving your painting and includes my favorite supplies, how I approach my work, finishing, varnishing, all sorts. It's a really juicy guide. And there's also one about branding as an artist and, and how you get kind of a, a cohesive feel to your art business. So there's three great guides and then there's all the previous vlog episodes, which are short videos from about usually about 10 to 15 minutes each. And some of them have art making in them. Some of them I talk about my approach and share tips and ideas, all that kind of stuff. And finally, I want to say a very big thank you to everyone that tunes into our podcast. I'm amazed by how many people listen every single week. We are so grateful and we're also so appreciative of everyone that takes our online classes we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So I just want to say the biggest, hugest, warmest thank you to everyone. Yeah, thanks so much. 
Well, I think we'll wrap it up here. We've managed to talk about the house for a whole episode. We'll be back next week with some kind of artsy topic. I'm not sure what we'll be talking about. I am thinking maybe doing an episode about planning your artist year. So, you know, having a think about 2021 and what you want to get out of the year. I'm a bit of a planner. I've become a planner. (laughs) So I don't think I could go a whole year without doing an episode about planning. What do you reckon? Yeah, you do one every year. I do one every year. I love this time of year. Like I love the promise of a brand new year ahead. So that's what I'm thinking about. But That reminds me, you better buy your planner. Well, I have got my own planner over at Anthropology. Oh, you do? But I have to get one. I do, I do have one. So I'm going to dig that out. But the planner itself is actually sold out. Several times it's sold out. So thank you to everyone that's You're been popular. buying it. But um, at the moment, I checked the website the other day and I have a lampshade that's available. <laughs> Won't be so good for planning, but maybe it could, yeah, could light up it. your desk. <laughs> uh, but I think my cards and the planner have sold out now. So hopefully they'll get restocked. I'll keep an eye on the website. It'd be great. It, it'd be great anthropology if you could restock by next week. <laughs> but I don't know if that will happen. All right, we should wrap it up, shouldn't we? Okay, where are you off to now? I'm back home. Well, that's a silly question. I'm heading back home so I can go and enjoy the house. You're having to drag me to the studio at the moment. Hopefully I'll be able to get back to some kind of normality soon. But for now, I'm going home.